Sorry, there's oh, no, a delay say, at some point. You know, I mean, I come from a blended family. <laughs> right. And, and sorry. Uh, and so, yeah, that's all. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Derek will have to edit this in some way. <laughs> episode 176 of Pup Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Olgan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today, Ogan is on vacation. Good for him. Um, I like how he took vacation right after I took three weeks off and then he took two weeks off like he really needed a break. Like he needed a month and a half away from me to recover. Um, <laughs> so joining us back in the seat today, back in the saddle, is Brian Burkoff. Brian, welcome. And um, Thank you. Leighton in our third chair is our regular rotation for this week, whatever week of the month it is. Is it three, four, two? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I clearly can't keep up. Nobody, <laughs> but nobody happy can to be here. <laughs> and friends, you can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to extended interviews with special guests, as well as pre and post show banter. Visit patreon.com slash PT Live to get started. And of course, a big thank you to our current patrons. And would you like a Pub Theology pint glass? I've got mine right here, ready to fill, up, fill it up with a beer. Our pandemic special continues. Donate $25 or more to nokidhungry.org. Send us proof of that donation, and we'll send you your very own Pub Theology Live pint glass. And of course, you can see clips from the show and join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube using hashtag PTLive. Can I just say it felt really weird to type pandemic special like we were like making yeah. it a, you know, like that just felt wrong when I was typing it. And I was like, but I don't know, like, I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> like, anyway, so we'll work out better language. By the way, if you caught that and were offended by it, we'll work on it. I promise. <laughs> so, nonetheless, today we're discussing holiday plans, giving thanks and karma. So Leighton, what are you drinking today? Um, I feel like I have to start this answer with an apology because I'm drinking Miller Lite because I was Ooh. running late and I didn't have time <laughs> to make the cocktail that I was going to drink. So I'm not using my very sophisticated pub theology pint glass because that felt wrong. And to put Miller Lite in it? Yeah. Five bars, two I, I feel like that <laughs> instinct was right on, like to not put um, mm -hmm. my Miller Lite in your pub theology pint glass. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't taint it in that way. Exactly. So I'm just going to enjoy my football beer over here. Oh, boy. <laughs> I might be in trouble then. I might have to apologize, too. Uh-oh, what did you a, have? Uh, New Holland, New Holland Ichabod pumpkin ale. Mm, why would you apologize for that? That Good sounds one. delicious. I mean, I... 
It's pretty good, but you know, mm-hmm. people get uh, get worn out on the pumpkin everything. So we're not past you know. Thanksgiving yet. We're not there. But it's like, still pre Thanksgiving. Yeah, like that's what I'm. If yes. you're, if you're I, I do have to. Go ahead, Layton. I was just gonna say, my fiance is so obsessed with pumpkin everything that I have abstained completely this year there for that go. reason. But Looks, but more power to you. It's pretty. Cheers. So I what I. You got, Shannon? I have a um, new Belgian, new Belgium, um, the Belgian collection, the triple um, of theirs, uh, which is, it's choice. Listen, um, I sent Derek to the liquor store last time, which meant, so during this season, going to the liquor store means you buy football beer, right? Things you can drink multiples of all day long, you know, whatever. Derek goes to the store and buys new Belgian, you know, triple, which is 8.5. He buys fireside chat, which is like 10.5. I'm like, these are not football beers. He's like, I'm ready for winter. I'm like, yeah, but football beers, you know? So anyway, I'm drinking up the- You have um, to survive. (laughs) I know, right? So I am, I'm, I'm partaking because this, by the way, is I'm a, we're huge Belgian beer fans. And this, by the way, is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's good stuff. Delicious. So I'm indulging myself today because I had a hard day. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Um, Speaking of pandemic specials. Speaking of pandemic specials. (laughs) God, I feel like I started something. I feel like, you know, instead of like President's Day sale, it's going to be like the pandemic special. Oh, God. (laughs) Gotta love capitalism. I know. Um, But we're giving stuff away free for a good cause. So it's true, which is special. It is special. What is something that is giving you life right now? We're going to start with a little easy topic and then. Of course, Brian, you followed it up immediately with like, what are you lamenting? So way to bring us down. <laughs> oh yeah. So what is giving let's let's just start with the beginning. What's giving us life right now? Like, let's be honest. Besides my Belgian triple beer. <laughs> Which maybe actually gives me a little more life than I care to admit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I you mean, know, you know, whatever gets us. I'll there. just say every day that uh we're moving closer to a new commander in chief. I feel like I'm breathing easier yes. just speaking for myself. I think yeah. we can all agree that like, yeah, it's, not just yeah. speaking for yourself. Just no, so that. Um, I think you're speaking for 75 million people in the country, at least, you know, like, no, um, at least. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And to those who are sad about that, uh, we hear you, but uh, you know, after four years, America needed change. We did absolutely no question, and a new, a, a completely new. We need steady, right? We need, mm-hmm. we need, we need yeah. steady. Uh, Layton, what's giving you life right now? Yeah, you know, I feel a little weird uh, saying this uh, on a theology podcast, but this week I started officially full time a new job. I've shifted away from uh, parish ministry and towards um, executive marketing for what is actually a Christian nonprofit, but um, 
that's part of a larger move uh, for me vocationally towards marketing. Um, and honestly, it is so exciting. Like I'm still worn out because it's still a pandemic and like today was not as productive as I wanted it to be because that was a rude awakening. Um, but uh, it's a total pivot in terms of like how I spend my time and what parts of my brain I use during the work mm -hmm. day and um, enables me to just be sort of like creative. And I was saying to somebody earlier, I mean, I know I'm not alone in this. Um, a lot of people in general and, and among them, a lot of pastors are feeling really uh, worn out. And uh, I had just gotten to a place where I could barely muster the energy to care for myself and my family. And, and even though I loved my people, um, couldn't care for them as well as I wanted. And so frankly, it is life-giving to step away from that for a while, even though I was sad to leave them and have be able to dive into this work that is is using a different part of my capacity. Um, so that's been really cool. The other thing, I know we're not supposed to do product placements uh, without sponsors, but I do have to tell you really quickly that uh, a couple of months ago, my brother and sister-in-law and my fiance and I uh, together subscribed to this Hunt a Killer uh, subscription box thing where you like solve a mystery over six months and uh, you get a new box every month. And uh, after the first month, my sister-in-law and I kicked my brother and fiance out of the process and we just do it together. And we got a new box today. So after this, I'm going to her house and we're gonna solve a murder. Um, and that sounds weird, but it's very fulfilling. <laughs> but it sounds super fun. Mm -hmm. It does sound fun. What Listen. about you, Shannon? <sighs> <laughs> the, the Sorry, beer. like the list of things that is draining life for me right now is so long. Like, and I don't, I don't, listen, we, um, we are healthy, right? We are good. We are, um, you know, what is giving me life right now is, um, that we are, we are in the midst of a big transition in our household. And, um, you know, Derek's nonprofit is closing at the end of the year. And so his work is actually like slowing down quite a bit. And, and actually it's, it's a, such a good reminder of, of what all of this pandemic has done to teach us to slow down a little bit. Brian, you didn't get to experience any of that, but nonetheless, like it, it's been, um, you know, it's been a thing and, and, um, I did actually realize today that, you know, he was getting some time and like reading, you know, getting some reading time and whatever. And I was like, I had very jealous, angry feelings. Um, and those are, that's my stuff. Like that is not against him. Right. Like that's my whatever. Like I want to read, I want to, but he has some, I know this sounds like I'm just talking about him, but like, it's exciting for our family. Like it's really exciting when your partner gets to do some, like gets to shift directions. A lot of what you were just saying, Leighton, like gets to shift directions of something mm -hmm. that feels really authentically them and a good call and that they're excited about. And you get to support that and watch that. Um, so that stuff on the horizon is giving me life, you know? Um, and I'll, yeah. I'll just be really honest. Um, Yes, the administration absolutely giving like that I, that coming, but the idea that a vaccine is coming, 
you know, mm -hmm. we don't know when we don't know, like, there's a lot of details, but like that honestly shifted from that conversation of, well, even if there is a vaccine, you know, like, you know how he said like, well, when there's a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And then we'd always stop and be like, well, if there even is one. And now there's a, it, it just got all the more hopeful. You know what I mean? That like, okay, but there is, and it's working and there's antibody treatments that are working. And, and I'm not saying like, we may not even be back to normal in six months or whatever. There's no timeline here, but it, it shifted and it gave me this new, you know, kind of perspective and reality that like, oh, we can really hold on to hope right now in a new way. I, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like it's. Yeah, um, for sure. It literally really, life-giving. Yeah, literally life-giving. Like, I, I mean, I was literally like, oh yes. Like it just, I don't know. It was, it was good. Um, it was just good news that I needed. I needed good news. <laughs> um, but I will also add one more thing as much as I said, whatever the, this is also something I'm lamenting, so I'll get to it. It's but um, I've been planning like deep dive planning Advent and Christmas, and so when I do that, I stick on my Christmas. Now, okay, I want to caveat this before people explode about the like war on Christmas. One, do what you got to do this year, right? Do whatever you need to do to survive. If your Christmas tree was up three months ago, do it, baby. I'm all for it. We are a very strict family. Um, driven by everyone, not just me. I mean, Derek would probably never put up Christmas decorations. So I'll say that. Um, but the kids, <laughs> like he is super Bahamut, but the kids are very adamant about this. Like we all love Thanksgiving so much that like you do not skip ahead to Christmas. Mm -hmm. You do not. But when I do planning, I have to put it on. Like, right, I have to start the music. Like it, it gets my brain in another place in another direction. So I've been doing that this week and I have to admit that I'm just really looking forward to, it'll also be on the lament side, but it just that change, right? The lights, the decorations, the, you know, all that stuff. So. Yeah. This, these. I, I do. Yeah, I, love I, it. I would add, uh, I'll add uh, what's giving me life is being on the other side of the campaign. One of the things that was hard for me and that I never really adjusted to was not being in control of my own schedule, <laughs> having a team yeah. that just adds stuff to my plate like all the time. And I have no say in whether I want that to happen or not. Right. So it's like, oh, you have this meeting in this town and you have this radio interview at this time. And then when you don't have anything on there, we're just fill it up with you calling people for money. And it was just like so hard for me to just like have to give up and be like, okay, I'll do it. Whatever you want, I'll do it. But it was never easy to, to get there. Mm. And so I feel like I'm just breathing again. Like, oh, look at that, an empty schedule. And if I want something there, I'll put it there. And if I don't, I won't. And if you want to go read a book in a yeah. chair, you can, you know. I can do that. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Exactly. So, so because I, I opened the door, right? Like I'm, as I'm planning, I am lamenting, um, you know, I'm really, um, try, I've been trying to prepare myself for months actually, right? Like not being in the sanctuary for Christmas, not be, not decorating the church on hanging of the green Sunday, right? Not singing together, even, I mean, it's Easter was so early in this that like, right. this is yeah. even harder for me. Do you know what I mean? Um, but what about 
have people talked about a like a parking lot Christmas Eve or even that feels out the window, right? Like that's just not. Oh, not in Maryland. We can't. Mm -mm. We're we're yeah, like we're shut any, down again. Any, yeah. Yeah. Now we are we are doing we do a live video or a, we do a video. We don't do live. Right. So that's we have a produced video that we do. Um, and uh, we are dropping mm -hmm. so that they'll get the video the regular ways like email and the website, but we are going to do a Christmas Eve watch party on Facebook. So if you want to at our normal service time, if you want to get on Facebook and watch nice. with us. So that was our one like, but we're, we're doing a virtual Christmas party like we were. Um, we're doing a blue Christmas yeah. service. You know, we're doing all the things we would do just virtually. So we're virtually doing them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what else are you, yeah. what are you lamenting? I think um, for me, uh, you know, I think I'm in the same boat as other people in the world. Um, oh, my freezing sorry you're good Computer yeah good. okay great um sorry i just got this computer yesterday so uh <laughs> i'm not quite used to it anyway um you know we're not we're not getting i have a big family and we all live within a few miles of one another um and we are not doing thanksgiving in person this year uh, i will be with my brother's family and my fiance because we're all kind of i help with their kids and so we're all kind of in a virus bubble together but um to be honest with you, uh, my the main reason we're not getting together is because my youngest nephew uh, is going through chemo, which showed up very unexpectedly in October. Um, and so when that first happened, we kind of, I know we'll get some flack for this, but like as a family, we kind of did just decide to all huddle together. I mean, my nephew was at the hospital with the rest of us. Um, and so for a while there, we were like moving as in a pack and it sort of felt like, um, we would be together. And that was like the one thing we had. And then um, of course, when it all came, he's doing great. His prognos prognosis is great. But a thing I didn't know is when you're going through chemo, you can't, you're like super immunocompromised. So they're on like total lockdown. And it just kind of, that was sort of the key to all of us deciding, let's just be careful and separate. And so even though I know for a lot of people, this is not news and they've been preparing for this for a while. For me, it's like really just in the last couple of weeks have I wrapped my head around um, being so close to each other and not being able to gather, especially in a time when we're going through this sort of family crisis. So I am, I am lamenting that a lot um, for sure. That's really hard. And I am frustrated just like so many other people. Um, and I think I also, I will just say not to like be a total downer, but you did ask about lament. We did. One thing that has frustrated <laughs> me is, you know, I always, always a thing that frustrates me is lack of nuance and conversation. And one thing I've seen people saying is like, all we're asking for you to do is like eat your turkey without your mom for one holiday so that everybody can be alive to see each other next holiday. And I'm like, I totally get that motivation. And like, I do think we should spend holidays apart. And two of my grandparents died right, right after a holiday. And so like, mm, exactly. there is this reality that some like people are also choosing to potentially risk seeing their loved ones for like, or not seeing their loved ones for the last time so that other people might get to see their loved ones again. And I just think, I wish we could hold more space for like actually a bigger sacrifice for some people that yes. we're like recognizing and 
you know, if we can honor that, then I think we can, I don't know, create more space for people to live into that, even though it's hard, you know? And, and yeah, I just, I'm feeling for the yeah, and I, I actually, I want to talk a little bit more about this as we move to the second question, but like one of the things I want to add to that, which is, um, actually, let me read the second question and then if I can add to that and answer, right? Because um, I'm a multitasker. So <laughs> the second question is, um, what changes to normal holiday plans are you anticipating this year due to the pandemic? How are you dealing emotionally with that? And um, if you if you don't mind, Brian, like I'm just gonna kind of the holiday plans. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Thanksgiving right now, like because I actually think that's a great question to come up again with Christmas. But I think we're yeah. kind of talking about Thanksgiving, and and one of the things I said to Derek, we were because um, I I actually read through the questions um, ahead of time, <laughs> and one of the things I said to Derek was like one of my laments about Thanksgiving is that this doesn't change our plans, right? We, um, we don't have big family around us, right? And we, um, we have very complicated family. And so we, it's just us on Thanksgiving. Um, now we've, we're invited places like that. It's not about invitations, right? This isn't like, oh, poor us, whatever. Um, it's just occasionally my sister would join us. Um, and that was always so nice. And actually, um, I, I can't totally say we did, it didn't change our plans because she, um, she got divorced earlier in the year, even before the pandemic. And so the conversation always was, this is her first Thanksgiving, so she, uh, then it was like, then we're making plans right now to come up with us, right? Come be with us. Um, and so, but that's a rare thing mm -hmm. for us that we actually, uh, there's some extended family um, or sibling at the table or whatever. And so part of my thing was like, it's now it will change Christmas significantly. And we can talk about that then, but Thanksgiving, it doesn't change for us. And part of that is we have a large family, right? There's six of us and so we're a, we're a table full of people, but it has been hard for me for years that we don't have that. And so yeah. on one hand, I, like, I understand, um, but I think I actually, I, I feel for it even more because I'm, I'm like, I know how lonely that, that is. And I've been that lonely for years, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and again, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just part of the, and we've done Friendsgiving, like, again, it's, it's not that it's something about the iconic extended family. Do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. we, like yes. we make the best of yes. it, but absolutely. there, but so I wanted to add on to that. Like there's genuinely yeah. something to that big family, you know, getting together. So what, um, yeah. what do you, what awesome. about you guys? How are yours holiday? And, um, so Leighton, you said how yours was changing. Brian is yours. Like, Cause you all live kind of on a yeah normally same property, right? With family, we do. Although, um, yeah, we live uh, next to my in-laws, my wife's parents, but uh, my mother-in-law has some underlying health conditions, and uh, that side decided not to get together, uh, which I think is smart because uh, there's several siblings and lots of cousins, so it, you know it's a 
25 to 30 person affair and that just is not going to happen um and then on my side uh we're going to opt out but i have a feeling my parents mm-hmm. won't be pleased and will be expecting us but we're planning not to join so we're actually uh, we have uh, a place we're going to go up north and just be with our circle christy yep. and i and the kids uh and be with ourselves and our excuse will be we're out of town anyway so right we needed is. a break this is an excuse to get away and in, and yeah. actually in that respect, I feel, I feel like I've been training for this, you know, in a lot of ways of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. we, I mean, cause when you're a blended family, this is the year that we actually, we mm-hmm. happen to have all the kids on Thanksgiving, but you know, we've had to adapt in years past of like, what does it look like to not have your kids on Thanksgiving? What does it look like to not have your kids on Easter? Yeah. Um, we have, I'm hoping this is maybe, I don't know whether this is a joy or lament yet. Like I'm hoping to have Christmas the way we, we've always done it be the same. Um, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that's the case. Cause we've had some issues and I don't know if it will be or not. So we've learned what it's like to give, to not have kids on Christmas morning. Right. So in that way, we've learned to make these new, um, and to be honest, I, like the quick answer is don't try to recreate a big Thanksgiving dinner when you're not having a big Thanksgiving dinner. Like have the food, but find a new, like right. don't just do the day the way you would and then have it be super sad, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Like we pick, did that on Easter. Exactly. I that. <laughs> and it's super depressing. Yeah. So you have to like do something com- like, Derek and I on Christmas day, we order Chinese food and we watch movies all day and it's become this tradition and it's great. And it's not like you, of course you miss your kids, but you're like, but this is now our thing, you know? And, and like, so just have it be right, completely different. Event. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Good, anyway, good word. Well, that's, that's my advice. I, I, I was going to say, Well, I mean, I was going to say, you know, I just talked about our Thanksgiving and how that's changing, but like another layer, we don't know what's going to happen with Christmas. And like, Brian, you sort of alluded your family is not a unified front on response to all of this. Um, (laughs) Mine is is not either. And like, largely the way that has looked is it's kind of a lost cause because I help with my brother's kids and they see other family members. And so I've just sort of been like, you know, trying to be as careful as possible, but still relatively seeing family on occasion and so I don't I don't know what's going to happen with Christmas and my nephew will be done with chemo by then and so we'll see um but the other layer is that you know a year ago Billy and I had were two months into dating and now we're engaged and so this is our first Christmas first holiday season yeah I mean I'm crazy. So I invited Billy and his mom to Thanksgiving with my entire family last year after we'd been dating for three weeks. But, oh um, <laughs> and that was, weird. I'm sorry. I but, can't uh, <laughs> but now, yeah, I mean, what I was thinking, I worked out. Uh, but this year it was like, you know, his historically, his family or his own personal tradition is to go up to Columbia and hang out with his brother-in-law's extended family on Christmas Eve. And it's like this great, they're on like this lakefront and who knows whether COVID will prevent that or not. But I had to be like, Billy, well, before I started my new job, I was like, first of all, I work Christmas Eve. Right. But I was also like, you know, we're, we're starting a family. And like, I kind of want to wake up in our house on Christmas morning and like have 
of our, you know, and just kind of navigating mm -hmm. like, when do we, if we see anyone, when do we do that? So in some ways it's made harder by this whole pandemic reality, like an added stress. And in other ways, it's kind of like buying us some time <laughs> to like figure yeah. out what that's going to look like. Yeah. And those are huge so, conversations. I'm trying to look at the silver lining, but it definitely is weird. Yeah. And I actually like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we were talking well, about- and Shannon Go Sorry, there's oh, no, a delay say, at some point. You know, I mean, I come from a blended family. <laughs> right. And, and sorry. Uh, and so, yeah, that's all. Well, <laughs> Derek will have to edit this in some way form whatsoever. But um, there is, we talked about this about the summer. So, Last year, if you're, if you know me or know, like, listen for a while, like I was on sabbatical last year and we got this grant and we did like all these amazing things as a family and the kids still talk about it. Like that was the best summer ever. And one of the things that like Derek and I talked about was like, there was no way we could top that summer. Like there was no whatever. And in some, even though I didn't want this, I didn't ask for it. But it's this summer of a pandemic was almost like a reset. Like anything we do next summer will be like amazing. And they wouldn't have had that, <laughs> you know, like this summer was always going to be a letdown, that kind of thing. Um, and so I think that yeah. for some people, the holidays could be that because let's be honest for, yeah, you know, um, the holidays aren't always as happy for everyone. And so this may be a new way for like a new entry point to be able to say like, you know, we want to establish our new tradition or our own tradition and we're going to mm -hmm. enjoy that. And so even moving forward, right. To be able to say, you know what, it was really nice yeah. not to talk to racist uncle joe by the way derek pointed out that uncles get a bad rap but there it is you know like <laughs> like uh, you know it's my uncles are racist so right like that's the thing uncles usually are but he's derek's not but nonetheless <laughs> but you understand what i mean like that could it could also be an opportunity you know yes yep. so um so you reminded me of a little of a <laughs> of a what so i you know i applied for that i you reminded me of a lament i i applied for oh, the sabbatical yeah. grant as well I, and you know was thinking well if i don't win the election at least number we can go on our sabbatical <laughs> i felt pretty confident about our grant application and i did a search of my email day after the election and saw it had come in a couple weeks earlier sorry you didn't get it so so oh, by the way i was totally gonna yeah. ask you all right I was going to ask you, but they both happened at the same time. And I was like, I can't ask. Like, I feel like he would have told me if the answer was yes. So I feel like the answer is no. And so, you know, whatever. Um, All good. Other so, things will unfold. Something will. And by the way, yeah. you can apply next year or the year after. Like, actually, one of my laments yep. is that I can never get that grant again. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. Like, oh, it's, it's one and done. It works. It's like it, a one-time deal. Oh, uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they'll they're only gonna shell out fifty thousand dollars one time. <laughs> so right. anyway. Um, first Thessalonians 5 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances, 
for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What are you able to give thanks for right now? How does taking time to cultivate and express gratitude make a difference in times like this? So um, when Diana Butler Bass was writing her grateful book, which we've actually referenced a few times, um, quoted from a, in the last couple of weeks, um, she was looking for a title. And I remember um, I, I had like suggested, she was like, I have grateful, but what's the subtitle? And I was like, I actually suggested this verse and she was very, dis like, I mean, lover, right? But she was very dismissive of like, no, that's too evangelical. And I was like, but it's in all circumstances, right? Like that is, talk about a push of yeah. faith. Like talk about a, a growth edge, yeah. like giving thanks in all, like really in all right. circumstances, you know? So, and like Paul's in prison probably or being persecuted or something when he writes this. So, you know, whatever. Probably. So, so what are you able to give thanks for right now? And how do you, like, what is taking time to cultivate gratefulness do for you? Go ahead, Leighton. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, well, first of all, the other white lady hopeful person I feel like I have to reference in this question is uh, Brene Brown, who talks about the antidote to, um, oh gosh, what does she call it? Foreboding joy, which is a, a, a neighborhood I uh, dwell in often, which is this idea of like, oh my God, everything is so great. I have everything I ever wanted. When's it going to end? How's it going to go up in flames? Where's it going to fall apart? And, uh, and she said, a lot of us live in that space. And I certainly relate to that. And she says the only antidote is gratitude because what gratitude does is pull you into the present moment, right? Yeah. Anchor you not to the past or the future, what could be, what has been, but like what is true right in this moment. Um, and, and so I, I'm, I'm learning this skill and come to me naturally, but um, this year has for, for me and for many sort of forced my hand in that regard. And um, I feel, you know, this is so simple, but I live in my favorite place in the world. And so like every day I go for a walk or get in a car and drive and I'm just not only stunned by the beauty of it, but also there's this deep nostalgia. Like this was my heart place for many years while I was far away. Um, and so sometimes I think about how things would feel different if I was far away right now. Um, and I'm grateful that I'm here and that with everything going on my, with my family that we're in relative proximity, um, I'm grateful that I have a partner uh, to go through this with. Um, so those things, yeah, I think I'm grateful to have a job that has forced me to learn how to be present too, because that's literally their expertise. Um, and then I think, you know, I have a harder time with this. Like, I do believe that this pandemic reality is, is forcing our society to shift in some ways that might ultimately, hopefully, we'll see, uh, be helpful, like call us to account for some things that we desperately needed to be called to account for. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't feel grateful for those things yet. Right now, they just hurt a lot. <laughs> I'm annoyed and tired and uh, I don't like it and I want it to be over. Uh, so that's still a cultivation process for me, for sure. Yeah, Brian, for what sure. About you? I'd say, uh, 
I'd say for me, uh, yeah, my church just celebrated turning four years old uh, last Sunday. So that was uh, exciting. And, and for me, like putting together photos for our Sunday service of like the last four years and people submitting video testimonies of what this community has meant to them was just really uh, powerful to me and, and healing in some ways after this crazy campaign to come through that and then remember all the goodness that's still around my life and that all the good people that are, are you know, a part of this faith community. And, and especially since we haven't met in person for worship, at least since March, to, to see all their faces, it just was so good and just filled me up so much. Uh, so I'm just super grateful for that. But, but also echo the challenge of all circumstances is really hard because it's super easy to get to that place of, yeah, but this, this, and this kind of really stink mm -hmm. or suck right now. And if I could change those, I would, but I can't. So it's good to have the practice and good to have things that you can be grateful for, but also worth thinking about working at even when the, the obvious things to be grateful for aren't there. Yeah, I've been... Um this whole pandemic, I mean, I'm, um, ob obviously not in a, a recovery program. Um, but I've been really holding on to the serenity prayer and honestly the 12 steps, right? Like Brian, you were talking about earlier and, um, in pre-show about like it's, or maybe I, I can't remember what's pre and what's actual show, but you were talking about like the giving up control of your calendar and it's nice to be back in, yeah. but, but even that idea, right. Of yeah. um, just that, that even if it's not alcohol, we're all addicted to something. And some of that for me was like routine and consistency <laughs> and, and those aren't bad things, right? Like not everything we're addicted to in some way are bad, but but really having to go into like lean into those, um, not, you know, not necessarily all of them, but that idea of there's something that is having power over me right now. And I give that to God and that is rooting and that is grounding. And I am grateful for, and so, you know, I've, I've kind of paired that stuff, that serenity prayer of, the things I cannot control, right? Going to the grocery store is definitely like a thing I cannot control. <laughs> like I cannot control these people that are going the wrong way down the aisle. And like, why are you being so close to me? And please don't have a conversation with somebody right in front of the ground beef when there's only two left, right? So like all that stuff, you know, and like, um, and also having this verse that's been swimming around my head, which I, you know, I know is a misquotation and whatever, or misusing it, but it's, it's been really comforting of like, God works all things towards good, right? Now it's not good that your parent died of COVID, like that's not good, right? But, but that my responsibility in this is to give thanks for every day of life. My responsibility in this is to give thanks for my kid's teacher, even though virtual learning is really hard and infuriating right like it and it's grounding and it brings you back to this this time and like all i have is this moment and like what comes after it like what came before is gone and what comes after it is a decision that will be made after you know so it mm -hmm. like it is that you know and that's that is gratitude in all circumstances you know so taking that time to remember that which to me is a practice of gratitude like 
it does make a difference in timeline. It is, it doesn't just make a difference, right? It's the difference from feeling completely hopeless and yeah. keeping going, right? That, that to me, like, that's how important it is for me. Um, for so, sure. so, so, yeah. um, Shannon, can we talk about that question? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. No, no. You, do you want to move to four or you want to? Yeah. Romans 828 says, <laughs> and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love God, who have been called according to God's purpose. Discuss whether this text might be encouraging in difficult times. Yes. This Belgian triple is 8.5 alcohol content <laughs> on what's happening in my brain. No, that's not 8.28. No, it's, it's eight point. It's, it's, <laughs> 85 abd no um so it's basically whis <laughs> it's whiskey in a bottle um <laughs> no that has so been i mean it has been grounding me? right it's been grounding for me so leighton what do you think um i well yeah i i am glad you segued that way because i i do actually think this is a tricky verse and it is one that i find comforting as well but only because I've done a lot of work on it because, you know, I think what's hard and the distinction, you know, I have, I've had this conversation many times with um, non-clergy uh, church people, right? Um, because I think the way it gets interpreted often is that like, just hang on, like everything's going to work out great for you because God is in control. And like the, the sort of both the comfort and the challenge of what is actually being missed here to my understanding is there's this ultimate sense of the good, right? Um, right. This like sort of ultimate move towards goodness that may never <laughs> prove fruitful in your own life. Like you, this, your life might just be hard. Right. You know, I mean, this is but where the part platitude, of this larger movement towards good. Yeah. This is the platitude, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything happens for a reason. This is where that comes from. But that exactly. is absolutely not what this text is saying, right? Like you, the right. people that without a federal mandated mask law and, and following the instructions of the CDC and politicizing basic science, right? That is not good, right? Like those, those circ right. the, the consequences of those actions are not good. So God works those things for good. Everything happens for a reason. Like that's the bullshit, right? right. Yeah. What, what this text is, is that, you know, I, I need to not make, like, I am not the center of the universe here. And so whether something good is happening for me or whether something bad is happening, like this is a cosmic scale and that my yeah. trust my faith tells me to trust in a God who is on the cosmic level. Cause guess what? I am not on that level. And that's what's right. comforting to me. Right. Yeah. But it can be tricky, right? Because it, as you said, it can be used as sort of a platitude or misused in a moment of grief for someone. And it's like, well, F the cosmic view, like I'm in, I'm suffering I'm in right pain. now. There's nothing good. Yeah. There's nothing good here. I'm in pain. Don't tell me God's working out some good here because right. I'm, I can't see it right now. So, you know, 
like we need the bigger view, but also it, when and how to, to use a text like this does take a pastoral sensitivity. Our delay yeah, so bad, uh, Layden's raising you know, her hand. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that, you know, in recent history, I mean, certainly much has happened in 2020 to challenge the faith of any person. Um, but, and not, not to keep bringing this up, but uh, this is kind of where we are at in my family. When my nephew got sick and it just came out of nowhere, um, I was texting with my former youth pastor who is still a close friend. And um, thank goodness that even as a pastor now in my thirties, I have somebody I can circle back to on the um, days that where I feel like there is no version of, of the universe where I can accept a God that has the power to keep an 18 month old from having a nine centimeter tumor on his liver right? and doesn't do it. Right. I was like, I'm nice. having it's, and I know that's not a new question. And like, I've walked other people through it, but when it was in my backyard, when it was my nephew, like, yeah, there's nothing good about that. Right. And so it is this challenge because it's like, I, you know, to your point, Brian, like I, I do see this sort of, yes, cosmic level of hope in that phrasing. And it's like, what helped me in the week that Archer got diagnosed was not that it was that knowing that God can take my anger, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that I can scream and, and call it unfair. And it is, like you know, and like that God can, um, can receive that. And like, that God also thinks it's profoundly unfair. I mean, you know, like in those moments, I think the more um, vulnerable and empathetic God is, is, is what gives me hope more so than the like all powerful omnipotent God. Um, cause, cause that's harder to reconcile with moments of true grief and pain, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think the point is right on to like, this is not um, this is not something you say when someone is in crisis, right? Mm -hmm. Um, right. this is something that we prey on, right? Like I, I've had written actually, it's right here. It's right next to my computer, right? I have this sticky note right next to my computer. Cause one of the, um, one of the scripture texts that came out to me, it's, it's always been important to me but I had to write it down and stick it in front of myself during this whole pandemic is um, how, you know, the, the father brings the son to Jesus to be healed. The disciples try to do it themselves and they can't. And Jesus is like, oh my God, what are you doing? And like heals the child immediately and says to the dad, your faith has made him well. And the disciples say, why couldn't we do it? Right. And Jesus says, this kind can only be brought out through prayer. And that became in the beginning of this pandemic, like, oh my God, why can't I fix this? Like, why can't we do this? Like where, you know, we are, let's band together as human hands and let's, you know, I felt so out of control um, and not even like, I'm not uber controlling of all the, you know, whatever, but but no, for real, like you took all of my, some, something stripped all of my life away and I'm stuck in my house and whatever else. And, and so I just kept going back to like, only this kind can be brought out through prayer. So what's my mm, job? Yeah. My job is prayer, mm. you know? And that's that I look in this text in the same way. My job is prayer. 
because God works everything to, towards good. I mean, it's, you know, the arc of justice, you know, the, the arc of time is bent towards justice, right? It's, it's the, like, I am not responsible for saving the world. Yes. That is not it's relief my from job. That, yeah. Relief from right. that burden of having to make it all okay. Exactly. So I, yes. so I will make my children, I will comfort my children, right? I will comfort my congregation. I will do those things, but really all I can do right now is pray. And yeah. that, that is where all of these things. And to me, prayer is gratitude, right? It is a, even in lament, it's gratitude, even at screaming and God, I don't scream at, I don't get mad and scream at people. I don't care about like, right. I don't, you know, like I don't care enough to get mad. Like I don't have the energy in my life to get mad at somebody I don't care about. So you know what I'm, you know what I mean? So like, obviously I care about you if I'm screaming and yelling at you and that, that in itself is faith and gratitude and, and, you know, trust, which is really what a lot of this comes down to. And so any final words before we go here, friends, any last thoughts? You can raise your hand if you need to. Well, I'll jump in with some <laughs> gratitude. Great to be back with you guys. Great to see you, Leighton and We're Shannon. We're so excited. Uh, fun to be back, all our listeners. Uh, PT Live, I've missed missed you all. And deep thanks to Shannon, Ogan, and Derek, and Leighton, and Eli, Eli. and other folks. Keisha. Other folks. <laughs> Yes, all, all folks who, Akisha, all the folks who've jumped in and kept this thing going. It's uh, been a delight to see uh, from the outside all the good conversations that have kept going, and I'm glad to be back. Yeah, all that spare time you had to listen to the podcast. And yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, so. I, um, I, I will echo that and say that, um, you know, I am grateful to have had time to jump in on a more regular basis over the last year but brian i think i didn't realize how much i missed your voice on this podcast and i know so right I you back it was like but as a as a fan and as a sometimes guest host um it it you know it's like it feels in a world where so much has gone strange it these moments of coming home to something are are even more comforting than previously so i'm glad that you're back and uh, grateful for the conversation. I know I've gotten so used to doing the opening and the closing, but when Brian's on, I'm like, this is wrong. I shouldn't be reading. Like, this is Brian's <laughs> part. Like, why oh, am good. I doing this? So we're, all, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, so our guest hosts are just for those of you that listen regularly, our guest hosts are planned out through December. Brian's going to jump on when he has time, give him also a break when he needs one. And then in January, we're all hoping to, we're hoping to come back and be this be our little Brady Bunch again. Be the three of us. Yo, G3. So. I know, right? <laughs> so a big thank you to Leighton and Brian for this discussion. We'd, um, Brian, we're going to thank you as the originator of Pup Theology and our producer, Derek Weston. Connect and spread the word on social media using the hashtag PTLive. Sign up at patreon.com slash PTLive for more content. Find and create a pub theology in your town. We are still encouraging you to do that online or very safely social distance if possible. Um, for that information, you go to pubtheology.com slash directory. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.